to English, Please, the podcast where we explore captivating topics in under 10 minutes in clear, intermediate English. I'm your host, Christopher. I live and work in New York City, and I'm a language enthusiast who has always been interested in the most effective ways to learn a new language. Thank you for joining me for another episode designed to help you improve your English listening skills and vocabulary. I've talked about New York City subjects during the last few episodes, but today I'm going to discuss something a little different, idioms. Idioms are a key part of English, and really most other languages as well. Lots of you probably know what I mean when I say idioms, but just to be safe, I'll explain. Idioms are special phrases that mean something different than the actual words used. These phrases often have a special meaning connected to the culture or situation they're used in. People use idioms in language to make their communication more interesting and colorful. They are a way to add creativity and emphasis to what we say. Let me give you a quick example. A walk in the park means the same thing as easy. If a task is a walk in the park, then that task is easy, requiring little effort. When I'm learning a new language, I sometimes find it difficult to identify and understand these phrases. I'm sure you know some idioms in your own native language, and maybe in English also. I'm sure you also know that being familiar with common idioms is important for good communication. Today I'm going to focus on some idioms you will often hear in English, and you should begin to listen for them in spoken English. After this episode, I hope you'll begin to notice them more and more. Okay, let's start our exploration of idioms with break the ice. The idiom break the ice means to initiate or start a conversation in a social setting, especially when meeting people for the first time or in a situation where there might be initial tension or awkwardness. When someone breaks the ice, they are taking steps to make others feel more comfortable and relaxed, often by engaging in friendly or casual conversation. This expression comes from the idea of breaking a metaphorical barrier of ice that can exist between people who are unfamiliar with each other, allowing for more open, comfortable, and friendly communication. So, if you're at a party or event, or maybe meeting someone new, Remember that breaking the ice is important. Here's an example. The new student was nervous on the first day of school, but a friendly classmate approached him to start a conversation, breaking the ice and making the new student more comfortable. Now we'll go from breaking to hitting. Not literally, of course. Hit the nail on the head is our next idiom. This phrase means to describe the main point of a situation or to identify the core issue with details and precision. It is used when someone makes a statement or observation that captures the truth or gets to the core of the subject. Just like hitting a nail directly on its head is an accurate and effective way of using a hammer, saying someone hit the nail on the head means they have expressed something accurately and effectively. Oh, the head of a nail 
simply refers to the flat top part of a nail. Here's an example. During the meeting, John's analysis hit the nail on the head, helping the team to understand the challenges and issues of the project. That brings us to our next idiom. I want to mention bite the bullet. No, we're not discussing actual bullets here. Instead, this expression is associated with confronting a challenging situation directly. For example, imagine having to tell your boss that you are leaving your job because you found another job. This is often an uncomfortable or maybe difficult thing to do. Biting the bullet in this context means to summon the courage to confront a tough or unpleasant challenge or situation. You bite the bullet and tell your boss the news, despite the difficulty of doing so. The origin of this phrase is often thought to have originated from medical procedures on a battlefield during war. Soldiers would actually bite a bullet during surgery to endure the extreme pain without making noise. I heard this idiom recently at my job. One of my colleagues was given a challenging project, and she avoided working on it for a long time because it was so difficult. When she finished it, another colleague said something like, After two weeks of procrastination, Jane finally decided to bite the bullet and finish the project. Now, I promise all English idioms are not related to hitting, biting, or other violent acts, but we do have one more in this style that I'd love to share. The idiom pull the trigger is common, and it comes from the action of shooting a gun. In everyday language, pull the trigger means to commit to a decision or course of action. Basically, it suggests that it's time to make a choice or initiate a plan, often in a decisive and irreversible way. It conveys the idea of taking a crucial step or making a commitment to move forward with something. Here's one example. After four months of planning, she finally pulled the trigger and bought the airplane tickets. Clearly, in this example, it took time for her to make the decision or commit to it. Now we have an idiom related to dedication and hard work. Burning the midnight oil. This strange idiom means working late into the night or early morning hours, normally to complete a task or meet a deadline. If you're burning the midnight oil, you're putting in extra effort and staying up late to get work done at a time when most people would normally be sleeping. I hope you don't have to do this too often. An example of this would be something like, the students were burning the midnight oil the night before the final exam, reviewing all the material from the semester. The origin of this very old idiom from the 17th century is related to the use of oil lamps to provide light while reading or working at night. A lot of idioms sound very serious when you think about their literal meanings, the trigger or biting the bullet. And the next one continues this trend, burning bridges. The idiom burning bridges means damaging or severing relationships, connections, or opportunities, often through one's own actions. When a person burns bridges, 
he or she is intentionally creating a situation where it becomes difficult or impossible to go back to a previous state of cooperation, trust, or association. Imagine abruptly quitting your job without telling anyone in advance. This would cause tension with your colleagues, clients, bosses, etc. It's safe to say that your relationships at that job would be damaged. Burning bridges makes it challenging to return to the way things were. In fact, it's often used as a phrase to highlight the importance of maintaining personal and professional relationships. Now I want to go in another direction. Thinking about trends and popularity, and especially social media, I have to mention jump on the bandwagon. When you join others in participating in something that has become fashionable or popular, you're jumping on the bandwagon as you follow the crowd and doing something that is liked by many people, but without your own independent thought or consideration. This can be related to music, movies, fashion, politics, sports. If you're jumping on the bandwagon, you're following the prevailing opinion, whether or not you agree or feel passionately about it. An example, after the team became successful, many people who were not initially interested in the team decided to jump on the bandwagon and support them. And while we're on the subject of sports, we have another idiom that sounds like it's referring to tennis. The ball is in your court. When someone uses this phrase, it signifies that it's now your turn to take action or make a decision, similar to the way tennis is played. In this context, the responsibility or initiative has shifted to the other person, and it's up to that person to respond or move forward. Here's an example. After the job interview, the company said they would contact me, so now the ball is in their court. As this episode comes to an end, I hope you've gained some understanding of a few common idioms. These refer to things like social interactions, courage, precision, hard work, relationships, cultural influences, and personal responsibility. Idioms offer a way to add creativity and emphasis to simple concepts. One thing I've found in my experience learning languages is that hearing words you know in a phrase that sounds like it doesn't fit the context often means it's an idiom. For example, hearing burning a bridge when the conversation isn't about burning or bridges. Don't worry, though. Once you know them, you can use them, too. A few parts of this episode were a little complicated, but if you understood most of it, you were doing great. And don't forget, as always, there's a transcript available to check your understanding. And you can find the link in the episode notes. You can always listen again with the transcript to help with anything that wasn't clear. Again, I'm Christopher, and I want to invite you to join me in future episodes of English, Please, to hear about many different topics, all focused on helping you with your English. Subscribe now wherever you listen to podcasts, and let's embark on an adventure in clear, understandable English. I also encourage you to visit comullen.com slash pod for more information. That's C-O-M-U l-l-e-n dot com slash p-o-d see you soon <laughs>